everyone. Welcome to Buzzing About Romance. I am Becky, and joining me for this episode is podcast contributor Carolina. Carolina, question of the day, coffee or tea? I'm a tea drinker, 100%. All the time? Yeah, most of the time. The only time I get coffee is like on a rare occasion and I might get a um, a latte, but I'm... Coffee is Give life. me hot tea, iced tea, coffee all the teas. Um, tea is life. Tea is my jam. And also podcast contributor, Rachel. Hi, Rachel. Hey, Becky. Coffee or tea? Definitely coffee. Coffee. All day, every day. <laughs> yes. All I day, every I'm day. I think I'm the black sheep of the contributors when it comes to this. Like, I am the tea drinker. So. Yeah. I'm trying to think. Jenny is a big coffee drinker. Mm-hmm. I, we all know Lindsay's love affair with the bean. <laughs> <laughs> that girl's like on the epic search <laughs> of the great cup of coffee. Um, she gets into all the fancy stuff, like the pour over and all that kind of stuff. Mm. So do you like buy your tea in loose tea and then have like a seeper and stuff? Or do you buy bags? Um, I do both. I have bag and loose leaf tea. Um so it just depends. There's, I have a local tea shop that I can buy loose leaf tea, but there's some flavor combinations that they don't have that I really like from like Twinings that I really love. Yeah. Um, so it's a little bit of both. And it's also a great thing for me. Like, um, and I think coffee would be the same way. Like you go travel and it's a unique thing to get instead of like, I don't know, I like to get food or, um, you know, something interesting to use when I travel, like as the, as my souvenir versus the t-shirt. No, I get that. I'm a coffee snob. Rachel knows I'm a coffee snob. I only drink coffee from the one place where we live. (laughs) And then I can, it's good though. It's the best. And then I complain about anybody else's coffee. Yeah, well, um okay so something new sometimes there are just topics that are happening in the book world that i feel like we need to talk about and sometimes Let's I do need, it i sometimes need your input to kind of calm my crazy <laughs> is there calming your crazy i don't know it's optional it's optional to calm the crazy <laughs> So currently over on Book Talk, which is where I get 90% of my ick complaints, um, they're having the current conversation about who should get ARCs and what you should get to do with ARCs once you get them. And for those that don't know, ARC stands for, it actually stands for two different things. There are two different ways to interpret it. There is advanced reader copy. And then there is an advanced review copy. And I think it depends on what side of the business you're on, how you see that. So for the purpose of this conversation, we are talking about advanced reader copies. These are copies that are gifted to people to help blow up the title for release. And it is a marketing strategy. Do you think that because there are some new some art teams out there that are some prestigious romance art teams where authors say, if you can't review my book, four stars or better, 
you cannot be on my arc team. You don't get one of my arcs. And technically, FTC rules are they can gift you a review copy, but they can't dictate how you review it. It can affect how you would get a next copy from that author. But as far as federal guidelines, they can't tell you what to do with that specific review copy. So, ladies, I ask you, do you think it's fair of authors to dictate how you review a book? I, yeah, I think it's fair. If, if they tell you beforehand their expectations and you're on an ARC team for the specific author where, you know, you go through an application process and you apply and you know the terms of the agreement, I think it's totally fair. If an author just sends you an ARC out of the blue and you didn't ask for it and you didn't sign up for it, then I think that's like a different conversation. I don't think that, because you didn't agree to it at mm -hmm. that point. For their ARC teams, I think an author can do really, I mean, whatever they want with their ARC team. Will I be on an ARC team where you have to give a book five stars? No, but I don't I have a problem depends. with an author doing it. I think it depends. Well, one, they have to be upfront about it. And two, it also depends on the guidelines and protocol. So if they say, if you're going to give it a rating of three or less, you need to let us know and then wait a week before you post the review and I'm accepting and I'm still, I'm accepting those terms, then I'm fine with that. And fine, I will email the author, the PR company, whomever, and say, you know, I... I'm rating at this level and, but I will wait a week to post my review. I think that's, you know, you're, you're getting an advanced copy of a book for free. Um, you're not restricting me from posting my review if I don't like it. Um, or if I have issues with it, that's, if you're restricting me posting my review, I think there's, there's a problem with that. Even though you're giving it to me for free as an advanced reader copy, like I still, it's, it's for my honest review. You're still asking for that. Um, but I don't mind waiting a week to post it. Yeah. I don't mind waiting a week either. Um, I think it, again, I think it comes to how you approach it. And I do think the difference is art team versus just requesting a review copy. And 99% mm -hmm. of the time for me as bookcase and coffee and as the podcast, I'm requesting a review copy. Um, I recently have left most ARC teams that I'm on because, again, I didn't feel that it was fair to the author and also to me to have those restrictions of what you can say and what you can't say. Um, I need to have the opportunity to be honest, especially if it's a book that's not like a KU book, but a wide book that I'm at, that I'm going to recommend to my reader, to my listener space, I need them to know that, yeah, that's worth your, the value of $5.99. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but it, it's taken me a minute to not get butt hurt about the demands of four and five stars. So it's taken me a minute to look at it as a marketing thing versus they don't mm -hmm. art if you're on an art team they just want you to hype them up 
they aren't really looking for true review feedback. In my opinion, in my opinion. Well, I think we're also, I think we're blending a lot of different terms right now in the respect of there's, when you sign up for an art team, there's elements of, do you just want the review copy? Or are you willing to do the review copy in addition to do the promotion? And many times, not every time, but many times authors or PR companies ask if you just want the book or if you're also willing to help promote. So I think that's two totally different things. Um, I do think that it's kind of this gray area with the whole new influencer movement in like book talk. And Bookstagram seems to have leveled itself out because I think it's a little more established. But over in Book Talk, there are people that are hyping books up, acting like they are reviewers, but they're not. They are just part of a hype team. Because you cannot yeah, love think, everything you read. Well, and I think that's part of just readers and followers becoming more aware of what like more education and awareness. Like, are they, what type of hype are they giving this book? Is it because it's some of the same teaser lines that the author is sharing and that's easy to reshare? Or is it like a more in-depth review that you're actually getting their opinion and why they love it so much? Yeah. Or is it, you know, the key quotes or tropes or something um, it, not that that's bad. I mean, if you, even if you read it, maybe they, you're doing multiple posts on the book. So, you know, you might share your review in one and then share your tropes in another, like, you know, if I really love a book, I'm going to post about it multiple times. I recently had a situation where members of an author's art team full out spoiled a book, like all the best parts of the book were spoiled to the extent that I didn't need to read the book. I had the whole of the book based simply on like three TikTok videos. And it was sad for me. It made me sad because, but we'll get into spoilers and reviews another day. But it kind of, it, it made me a little sad about art teams. Like, I don't mind them. Obviously, I've been members to them. Just maybe a little more guidance. Yeah, and I honestly, in that situation becky i think that was more of her influencer team than her arc team which is a whole other thing that we've talked we've talked about like the newer influencer movement and like tiktok and that kind of stuff in general and in this instance that author has two separate teams right her long-standing arc team and then you know the pr copies and the influencer copies and yeah yeah, and we, we can talk about spoilers another time. We'll talk about spoilers yeah, another time. Disappointing. <laughs> so um, we are also adding another new segment. I'm throwing so many new things all at one time. <laughs> what is going on? But we're kicking off March. So this is, you know, this is the first episode of March of 2023. So it's a great time to kind of shake things up a little bit. So we're starting a new segment. We each week are going to go over a romance book term. Some of you might be familiar with these terms. Others of you might not be. So we're going to tell you the term and then how we define it. And hopefully that will help clear up any confusion if you're like, what the heck is Becky talking about? What do these words mean? Um, and if you hear a word in an episode that you're not sure what it means, seriously, 
message us, send us a DM, send us an email, any of us. And then we can also add it into our list because sometimes when you're so immersed into one thing, you think everybody knows what you know, but that's not true. Some people are newer to this. Some people are just coming back to the book world. Some people, you know, have been here the whole time, but been afraid to ask what that means. Right? So this word, romance term of the week for this week is traditional published. So what do we mean when we say a book is trad pub or traditional published? Rachel, what do you think it means? So for me, it means it is published by like a larger publisher, maybe Berkeley or St. Martin's Press, maybe even Montlake. I know a lot of um, a lot of indie authors also publish in Montlake, and then those are actually traditionally published books. So for me, it's like the bigger publishers because I know there's like smaller publishers like she said, or distinguish those as traditionally published in a review. Yeah. As I would something from like Berkeley. Um, Carolina, when I say traditional published to you, what are you, what are some of the things that come up for you? Um, I, I think about it in the sense of the author is sending it to a company to help them actually publish the book and distribute the book. So it's not as opposed to an independent author who is themselves loading the book to all the distributors, a publisher is helping them do that and also helping them market. Um, so one of the things to know about traditional publish is the author sells the rights of that book to the publisher. The author no longer owns those works. The copyright or, and the distribution rights go to the publishing house. And that can get tricky. And if you listen to our episode with um, Stephanie, uh, the agent that I talked to, we kind of went over some of those things. Like there are different kinds of rights that the publisher would own, like distribution or full out for the book. Technically in the U.S., there are five big pubs, but then also within romance, we know that there are small indie press labels like Entangled and then Montlake is really should be a number six in big pub. Um, anyway, so that's that is the term of the week. OK, so let's get to the meat of this episode, which is why we're all here for the book recs, right? Um, on this episode of Buzzing About Romance, we are talking sports romance with a twist because I could not make this easy on us. I had to make it a little <laughs> difficult. Um all of us on this episode are huge sports romance fans, but instead of doing a sport or a team, I gave the contributors the assignment of what I'm calling after sports. These are going to be books that are slightly adjacent to sport romance, but not necessarily players. But I do think a lot of mine have players in them. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. So the tropes that we're covering in this episode are the retired player, the injured player, the sports agent, the owner or staff, this could include coach, medical staff, um, physical therapists, GMs. And then the last trope we'll cover is coach's child, because that was a very, that's been a really big trendy um, 
trope, especially in some of the new adult sports romances. So, okay, how difficult were these tropes to find? Some were easier than others for me. Agreed. Like, Agreed. I felt like on owner, staff, coach, we could have split that up a little bit more. That one was like, cup runneth over. Um, agent was pretty easy. Coaches, child, like, there, I've easily found wrecks on those. It was the retired, injured that I had some challenges with. Not challenges. It just took a little bit more investigation to make sure of what my list was. Like, I didn't naturally have a lot of those. Um, and there's that one I found there was a lot of crossover um, that not all, but most of my retired were because of injuries. Okay. Um, what about you, Rachel? How difficult was this for you? Um, I thought like it wasn't too difficult, but I read a lot of sports romance. That's probably most of what I read. But I thought it was like injured player was the most difficult for me to find like Rex. I struggled with coach's child. Oh yeah. You don't read a lot of new adults. So that I bet that was difficult. I, I don't. So I really struggled under coach's child. Um, but okay, so let's get into this. The first trope we're going to talk about is retired players. What are some of the characteristics we expect to see in this kind of troped sports romance. Obviously the <laughs> um, player is going to be hurt. Anymore. <laughs> they're not playing anymore. And you're retired. Um, yeah, oh yeah. And they're retired. like done, done. They're done. Um, they're not like. Well, I have one, like I've, I'm trying to come back to me. Retired, like they're finished. So I'm going to use this. This is not on my list of recommendations. And if it's on somebody else's for one of the other subcategories, I'm sorry. Um, but recently I read Made for Me, right? Is that the newest one or Made for You by Natasha Madison? What's the newest one? Made for You. Made for You. Maybe. He is two years out of his sport. He walked away. He didn't hand retirement papers in. But in that book, he is no longer an active player. But that's not retired. So you think it's, there's a he difference? He wasn't ruling it out. Yes. Retired to me means like you're done. You're done playing. Like you're never going back. No matter what you are done. That's what retired player means to me. Okay. Carolina, anything? Like to your eligibility for the Hall of Fame has started. <laughs> Damn, she's getting serious i love it i love it rachel is always like, in for the rules retired is retired means done so if we had a tom brady romance novel <laughs> well no it, he retired no, for 24 it's hours gronk. it's gronk from like right. two years ago he wasn't retired yet <laughs> right. i'm just saying like they that wouldn't be a <laughs> uh, Tom Brady. Anyway, <laughs> I just had to. Okay, so let's start off with some rec. Oh, is there anything in these retired players that you, is there anything like extreme that you really like in them or you really dislike in these kinds of books? 
in the retired ones. I like I don't... when, yeah, I like when there's like glimpses into their like past life as like as a like player. Okay. Well, you I know, like anything... because otherwise it's like, does it even matter that you're retired if that doesn't come up? Right. And I think with anything in this, if you're billing it as a sports romance, you've got to give me a little sports, even if it's glimpses back or meeting up with old teammates or something. I've, I've got to see a little bit of that. Otherwise, then it's not a sports romance. Um, or you've got to be, you know, struggling with the end of your career. Um, like there's still some of those conversations. Okay. Um, okay, so let's kick off Book Rec. Sorry, I had to look up an author. I got sidetracked. I wrote a book down I want to talk about in Retired Players, and I <laughs> forgot to write down the author that wrote it. Um, okay, Rachel, <laughs> kick us off. Who do you got? Um, give us a book rec. Um, Beauty and a Baller by Elsa Madden Mills. <laughs> Damn it, that's my one, too. You. <laughs> I, I love that book. <laughs> He's a retired football player and is now a high school coach. It's in Kindle Unlimited. It's excellent. Definitely recommend it. Um, I do believe we did a quick shot of romance, Carolina. You did that with Leah, right? Yeah, we did. That okay. was a lot of fun. I, I'm going to add on to that because that was on my list too. Um, she is a former beauty queen. And for like Star Wars geeks, there's a lot of Star Wars references in there that is just fun. You don't have to be a Star Wars fan to enjoy them, but they're just sprinkled in um which is great so highly recommend that book's been on my tbr for like two years now i really need to read it <laughs> yeah yes uh carolina what's a book rec from you one that uh, rachel didn't steal <laughs> rachel didn't steal right out of the gate um okay then i am going with sweet sexy heart by melissa foster it is book eight in her the Bradens and Montgomery's Pleasant Hill Oak Falls series. Um, but you do, I read this as um, out of order as a standalone and it can absolutely be read. Um, he is retired football player who's now written a book and he's doing a book tour. She is the bookstore owner, um, you know, small town bookstore owner. Um, and he's absolutely smitten with her. Like this is one of those kind of opposite attracts and he's like the perfect book boyfriend like that book is so cute and the little old like, ladies so in that cute. town i read it as a standalone i just really loved that small town and yeah. it's so much character in that book um mm -hmm. yeah and she also has to deal with some um health issues um so like you get which is why she kind of wants that small town quiet life. Um, and the way he handles all of that is just so sweet. Adorable. <laughs> Adorable. Um, okay. So my first wreck is going to be feisty redhead by Stacy Kennedy. This, he is a retired baseball player moving back to his small hometown and it's a secret baby. Well, a secret five-year-old anyway. And the heroine, who is also the baby mama, um, second chance romance, she and her sisters own a brewery together. And so it's a lot of fun. I really like that series. So, okay, Rachel, what you got next? Uh, 
um, fix her up. He's a retired baseball player, and he's trying to uh, be a sports broadcaster. And it's like best friend's sister. Who is that just, by again? It's a really fun book. Tessa Bailey. Tessa Bailey. What was the title? It was Fix Her Up by Tessa Bailey. Fix Her Up. Gotcha. Gotcha. Um, okay, what do you got, Carolina? Um, my next one is Make It Sweet by Kristen Callahan. Um, he is well this is where this is kind of blends injured which is kind of forced retirement um hockey player and she is an actress um and they are um but now he's gotten into baking because of stuff he's learned from his grandfather so like as a foodie lover i'm like drooling all over the descriptions but she's also been struggling with um the end of the tv show series that she's been on so both of their careers have in are in the spot that they can relate to each other that is unexpected not of their own choosing which brings a lot of emotion to it um and they they're such great flirts together um which is great and it's in ku audio ku and you get the audiobook too so That's for our nice. audio listeners um and listen to the audiobook it's what ava erickson what's her last name erickson and jacob Mor- jacob morgan oh so freaking good um okay so next i have recipe for persuasion by so uh so on i even practiced it before we came on you guys <laughs> So only Dev, it's S-O-N-A-L-I Dev. So she is writing, rewriting all of Jane Austen's romances, but with a Indian American twist. And Recipe for Persuasion, the family owns the Indian restaurant. She's a very successful lawyer, and he is a retired soccer player. And so many shenanigans with the family and it's really interesting because throughout this whole book it's all these sisters in this indian family and they are the wealthy ones so like in the pride and prejudice book his family is kind of more of the down on your luck kind of family anyway if you haven't read her i highly suggest her books i really do enjoy them so okay rachel do you have another one in retired player before we go on to the next thing yeah, Unforgettable by Melanie Harlow. He's a retired baseball player. It's like second chance. Mm. Um, small town. NKU. The audio is great. Definitely, definitely recommend it. it. It's kind of emotional at times, but it's super, super good. That's in the Cloverleaf Farms, isn't it? Yes, it's in the Cloverleaf Farms series. Um, Carolina, do you got another one for retired? For retired? Um, this is, I'm going to break the rules. It's not really retired, but I'm going to shout it out anyways. Um, I'm going to, uh, the substitute by Mickey Miller, um, because it is, he is a football player, but they're on a strike. So nobody's working right now. Um, so he's helping, um, at a school in their interim. It's just, it's really cute. 
Um, I'm going to recommend Unpredictable by Jenna Hartley. He is a retired player. Um, he It's an age gap. It's in KU. He falls in love with his daughter's wedding planner, his grown child's wedding planner. Um, it's sexy. It's great. Silver Fox. Um, highly recommend that book. Okay. On to injured players. So, um, characteristics of in- injured player romance. What do we expect? This is this category was interesting for me because I have like some, at least one of them that was truly injured and they're rehabbing. Like that's the story of their rehab and during that time and coming back into the sport. Um, I ha- I had a harder time finding ones that are more like that, truly injured in rehab and working their way back. Um, there are a couple racks where they were they're injured and like throughout the process, they've just said that, okay, now I'm officially retired, but they're still working through all of that. Um, so some of them, some of the wrecks dabble into retired, injured, retired. Yeah. Um, Rachel, do you have any characteristics you expect to see in a retired player romance? Um, I, for the injured players, I just expect them to still be playing their sport they're just currently hurt and not able to play yeah is are the wrecks i have is there anything in this category that you like or dislike strongly one way or the other i like this trope but i feel like for me all of the ones i've read are like the same where it's the injured player and then their doctor or their trainer that's like every injured book I've read, I think. I think it's harder to be, and this is maybe why there's not as many, or I I didn't find as many of them, is because it's really hard to make the story different from that basic, like, you're injured and you're now having a relationship with your doctor, trainer, you know, physical therapist. I also- and so you have to like it for good ones it really has to be about character development i also think that sometimes these don't do as well because we don't get the team dynamic that we mm-hmm. have in our expectation mm-hmm. of sports romance it's just much yeah, more I think that makes sense i agree with that okay carolina start me off with who you got first on your Injured list. Um, I am starting with Benching Brady by Samantha Christie. Um, he is a pitcher and his arm gets like shattered, injured from um, it's getting the ball hits his arm. Um, so in addition to it's him and his physical therapist that end up having a relationship um couple really interesting things it's deeply emotional he has like backstory and history um before you know like at the beginning of his career that makes it um I would say check trigger warnings before content and trigger warnings before you read this one um and she also has gone through some stuff um that so they they just handled things differently. I also would say that the first 
which is interesting and I liked is the first half of the book is written from his perspective and the second half of the book is from her perspective. So you get dual point of view, but it's not the back and forth. It is like, <clears throat> like almost like act one and act two. Interesting. Okay, Rachel, what you got? A Favor for a Favor by Helena Hunting. Uh, he's an injured hockey player out for a few weeks and she is his teammate's sister and offers to help him. It's a little bit of enemies to lovers, slow burn. It's in Kindle Unlimited. The audio is excellent too. And I think you can buy that for like $1.99, but it, it's really good. I love the all in series. And this was one of my favorites. I think that might be everyone's favorite in that series. Probably. Um, it really was dynamic characters. Um, so I have The Game by Vi Keeland. We recently just did a quick shot of romance on this book. He is injured um, with a knee injury. And she is the owner of the team. And so it was a little different dynamic because he's rehabbing separate from her. But their meet cute is 10 out of 10 hilarious. And this is one of those times where if you listen to that episode, Jenny bullies me into reading the blurb. And we all know how I feel about blurbs. But it's like <laughs> blurb perfection. The blurb was like a prologue. Like it gave nothing away of the story. It's so good. Anyway, highly recommend The Game by Vikeland. Uh, Carolina, you got another rec for us on injured players? Yes. Um, Always Enough by Kelly Elliott. Um, he is a... Crap, I'm blanking. Bull rider. Bull rider, thank you. I was like, bull rider or roper? Bull rider. Um, he get, actually gets injured in a car accident and deals. It, it's actually really, this story is actually really emotional. I, I don't know why I keep picking the emotional ones. Uh, <laughs> but he also goes through some addiction. Um, and, and ultimately it's him coming to grips with the fact that his career is ended. And now he is working at his family's range and making a name for himself there. Yeah. Uh, Rachel, what you got? So my second one is He's a Player by Stacy Travis. He's an injured soccer player, and she is one of the team, like, trainers or doctors. It's a second chance romance. It's a lot of fun. Um, it's in Kindle Unlimited, and it's the second in a series, but it can definitely be read as a standalone. He's super broody and grumpy, and it was – that's, like, my favorite. <laughs> Um, my last rec is going to be Moonlighter by Serena Bowen. This is a spinoff of her Brooklyn Bruiser series. He is injured and he is moonlighting for his father's security firm. And he is um, tasked with uh, guarding the heroine who is a family friend, but also owns this billion dollar tech business um and it, it's really dynamic it's a really great book um i actually like this is un the series is called i think the company and there's only two books in this series but i actually like it better than her newer brooklyn bruiser stuff <laughs> so um okay next up sports agents 
Oh, wait, I'm sorry. Was there any other injured books you really think we should recommend before we move on to sports agents? I have one more, but again, it goes with like injured, retired, um, is Leave Me Breathless by Carrie Elks. Um, like you really just need to read that whole series because the Winterville series is freaking adorable. She has one like that um, though in her Hartson Brothers book too, in the Hartson series. Just read yeah, Carrie Elks. Just read he, Carrie Elks. Um, he is injured snowboarding and now... He's starting to help his family um, build their resort and doing the ski elements of everything. So it's just, it's super cute. Like I was swooning the whole time I read it. I love that series. Rachel, have you read that series yet? I haven't. I have not read Carrie Elks yet, but she's on my list. You should really fix that because this series is really good. <laughs> Um, do you, Rachel, do you have any other injured players you feel like we need to talk about? Um, the play by J.H. Croy. Um, she publishes wide, and this book is actually perma-free. It's a injured soccer player and his doctor. It's British, and it's just super fun. I really liked it. It was one of the first books I read from J.H. Croy, and it's lower angst quick reads and it was really enjoyable she does write lower angst and she does i think she writes mm -hmm. quick easy reads they're very much palate yes. cleansers um that lend themselves to those in-between books okay we are on to sports agents what you got rachel in sports agents oh wait first characteristics obviously one of the characters has to be a sports agent and the other has to be yeah. an athlete. <laughs> no, they don't necessarily have to oh. be an agent. I have. Oh, well, that's true. I have one that it's an agent agent. Ooh. I do too. Wonder if it's the same book, Rachel. Probably. I don't know. Maybe not. Maybe not. Okay. Rachel, kick us off with your first rec. Okay. Well, my first rec is an agent agent romance. <laughs> so we'll see. Um, Block Shot by Kennedy Ryan. No, I have a different one. Oh, awesome. So Blockshot is two agents and they met in college and now they're kind of com competing firms. It's in Kindle Unlimited. It is not as like heavy as book one in the Hoop series. And the audio is fantastic. And I was able to listen to the audio in Hoopla. All of her audios are fantastic. They're like, so good. You just have to listen to Kennedy Ryan's audios, period. Agreed. I I loved Real and I've I did the Kingmaker Queen's move. Those were also phenomenal. So uh Carolina, what is your first agent rec? Uh only one regret by Natasha Madison. It is hockey player um agent they've known each other for a long time it's a friends to lovers it's actually probably one of my favorite friends to lovers and friends to lovers is usually not my jam um i just i loved it that book is so good and i think it's because erica is such a dynamic mm -hmm. heroine in that book yes and he's yes. a father of two and the two little girls because they've known erica their whole lives like they adore like 
plus you get like that whole family because it's it's mini cooper it's a mini cooper. <gasps> um okay so i will go with my agent agent which is bossed by sloan howell typically he has he writes um together with alex wolf but he has two baseball books that um i read that are just from him and bossed is um she's a baby agent and he is a partner owner of the agency and so there's kind of some workplace drama um and it's just it's a really great series i highly recommend it anyway rachel what you got next sure shot by serena bowen it's part of her brooklyn bruisers series um she is the agent and he is a professional hockey player and i love that book because bess the agent was in a lot of the previous books so it was one of those where you're waiting for her story and it did not disappoint i it can be read as a standalone in that series as well um okay carolina what you got next for a sports agent um the next one is talk hockey to me by kelly jameson such a good one i know it's so good um they've actually been friends she's the agent he's the hockey player they've been friends since college it's just so good they don't work together right away but he has issues with his agent like his agent gets ill or sick and has to step away um so she steps in and helps and um the one of the things that I really liked about this one and in the story, because I never thought about it, was they actually, you got like the contract negotiation portion of this agent. And some of the things that they talked about of like um, playing for a US team versus a Canadian team and what that means for conversion, um, money conversion and how that impacts your salary. I, it was just, that was a dynamic conversation that you don't always get and I like those tidbits versus just like I'm working on your contract like this was an in-depth conversation that's the one too where he's afraid of mascots right yes yes (laughs) that's the best scene that's the best (laughs) oh Um, my god that was hilarious yes 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 okay so Next for me is Turn Me On by Lauren Blakely. This is a newer release from her. The audiobook of this is so, so good. This is an agent and a baseball player. Um, Hold on. I have to look to see who did the audio because it It was was so good. So good. And sometimes I don't always love mail mail from Lauren blakely but this book was exceptional it was teddy hamilton and jacob morgan that's so good that's why <laughs> and so good i cannot recommend it enough there was steam and spice their relationship made sense they were both really dynamic male characters coming together i don't like there wasn't a weak piece to any of this story i really did I like this completely agree this was on my list too um, okay, any other agent books we need to mention? Uh, yeah, I have one more. Okay. Uh, Hard to Hold by Kay Bromberg. Um, it is book two in the Play Hard series. And the book in 
every book in that series is is all it's a family series because it's sisters who have this agency together um that their father runs so she's an agent he is a british um soccer player football player and he's in the u.s trying to lay low and help his image um she's working with him she's not directly his agent which is interesting because she they're working together on a campaign um but she's the representative for the agency um it is great because they are both dealing with some different things he's trying to repair his image she has been dealing with image issues like being a female agent in a very like male dominated field. Um, so they really kind of see the best of each other and help support each other. Um, the audio book is also amazing because hello, Shane East. <laughs> Carolina um, has a thing for Shane East. I do have a thing for Who Shane doesn't? East. Who doesn't? Who doesn't have a, Shane, a thing for Shane East? That's true. It's true. Uh, Rachel, what else did you have? Um, one I wanted to bring up is Changing the Game by J.C. Burton. That was it's, on my list, too. It's an older, yeah, it's an older book, but I love that series so much. She is the agent, and then I think he's a hockey player. No, I don't, baseball player. Baseball. And this series messes me up because it's so many different sports. It's multi-sports, I, and it's so great because the first book is his brother. And I hated this heroine in that book. <laughs> yeah i skipped this book actually because i was so mad at her yeah she's the villain i went back and read it yeah the heroine is the villain in book one and she is the villain she is the villain um she is redeemed though completely in her book like if you went if you read this book and then read book one you would be like so confused (laughs) yeah i agree completely i do want to mention one other series before i move on to staff and that is dare nation series by carly phillips yes oh yeah yeah, it's the whole family owns a agency and then there are some professional players within the family but if you like that dynamic of family series that are kind of trickled in with sports uh, Carly Nation or Carly Phillips Dare Nation series is very well mm-hmm. done. Um, okay, so on to owner and staff. Obviously, we expect them to work for the team or own the team, right? <laughs> yes. Um, is there anything in this kind of realm of sports romance that you like or that you dislike? Um, I like being surprised when it's like something slightly different, like you get a different angle on it because this can be very much like the, I feel like it can get very tropey, like the injured, you know, yeah, player one that you really have to make a unique spin on it, um, I agree. I agree. It can sometimes feel play overplayed. Mm-hmm. Like it's obvious. It ha- There has to be something more to it. Mm-hmm. And then there's usually kind of like um, the secrecy, right? Because yeah. it's that forbidden. So you have to do that right as well. Um, and then how that comes out or... Um, 
comes out in the story. Okay, Carolina, kick us off with uh, your first owner or staff wreck. And I really feel like this could have been an episode of Trope Talks all on its own because I had the most yes. in this area. Agreed. Agreed. Um, so my first one is Riker by Sawyer Bennett. She is the general manager and he is the veteran hockey goalie. Um, and she's like the big, like the big brain in this, um, and really making a name for herself as a woman GM. And he's also, I liked it because he's at the end of his career, um, so he understands the impact of what she's trying to do for the team. Um, he's also a single dad to cute, two cute, adorable little girls. So there's that too. I do think Sawyer does this. Like she likes mm-hmm. to put women in the position of power yeah. over the players because, and I'll just say it now, Drake is, right. she's, Brienne yeah. is the owner. So, yep. and I think she does an exceptional job. What? think she does an exceptional job of giving this power dynamic where the woman is in charge of her career and kind of in charge of her life like both the heroines in those books are not floundering or messes they don't need the men to come save them no um and i think in the case of Riker, she's just so in charge of her career and her life in general um but her love life could, because she's been so focused on that, like her life, she's pushed her love life aside. Um, and it's also an interesting dynamic because for, in this case, she has always been the smartest one in the room, which is intimidating to men. So it's changed her dynamics and Riker's not intimidated by that. Um, so it's really, really great to see that play out. Um, and I forgot that uh, Riker was also a single dad. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Sawyer has a type. Uh, Rachel, <laughs> uh, owner staff, what you got? Um, Senbin by Tegan Hunter. She, the heroine is um, the social media manager for the team. And her uncle is also an assistant coach. And then he is a hockey player and there's definitely the forbidden piece that is in so many of these where there's an actual rule about being with players and staff. So I really like that. I think it's before in the Carolina Comet series. It's in Kindle Unlimited. Um, I think the audio just came out too. So highly recommend this book and the whole series. Okay. Um, okay, so I am going to go with, geez, I don't know where to go, guys. Um, (laughs) I will go with, we'll do Play to Win by Kelly Jameson. Theo is a book boyfriend. He's the GM, but his family owns a hockey team. Like, he's going to work for his grand, the team his grandfather owns, but his dad and uncle own another team and there's all this family dynamic. And I also would be remiss if I didn't mention at least one Kelly Jameson book in this uh, <laughs> sports episode. Cause I do love her romances. So uh, Carolina, what do you got next? Uh, I'm next. I have now's the time by Harlow James. 
she is um, actually a she works for a PR agency and the LA um, football team hired the PR agency to help them. Um, and he is the quarterback that just got traded. Um, and so they're trying to not repair his image, but team's image um, and make things right. And they actually meet before she starts working with the team. Um, and she has a hard and fast rule of no players, like not working with any or having a relationship with any players, but their chemistry is like fire on the page from like from the get-go. Um, and this series is a series of like a friends group and she's like the ball buster of the group. So it was really interesting and fun to see her story. Um, and it was unexpectedly emotional in like all the best ways. Sometimes you don't expect that from the ball, like the ball buster of the group. Um, but she has stuff to work through. Okay. Uh, Rachel, what you got? Hooked on You by Kate Meter. Um, this Chicago Rebel series is about three sisters whose dad died and they inherited the team. And there's some stipulations on what needs to happen. This is the third or fourth book. And she is a former hockey player and the hero is one of the veterans on the team and he's a single dad as well. So she's a female owner, which is obviously not common at all. And the book was really, really well done. I love the entire series. Um, my last one is when I need you by Lorelai James. He is a quarterback for the Minnesota Vikings and she is the choreographer and the head of the dance team cheerleaders for the team, but she's also a physical trainer for them and a single mom. I love this series by Lorelai James. And if you have not read her, I cannot recommend her books enough. The whole Lund family series. There's some hockey romance in it. It's just really, really well done. Um, okay. Is there any other books we need to talk about before we move on to the last? Not for me. No, I'm good. Okay. Last category, coach's child. So obviously this is going to be a situation where there's a little bit more forbidden nature to this story. Mm -hmm. um, somehow, you know, the daughter of the coach and a player hookup, right? Typically that's what we see. Yeah, yep. typically. Okay, Rachel, kick us off with your first wreck. So my first wreck will be Secret Keeper by Stacey Lynn. It is a professional hockey romance in the Las Vegas Vipers. I, I think, think it's that's Vipers. The series name. I'm terrible with names. But this one was interesting because it is a coach's daughter situation, but the coach and the daughter are estranged. And they don't have a great relationship. So you still, it's still the coach's daughter, but the relationship aspect is a little bit different than what you typically see. Not as dynamic. Mm -hmm. um, okay, what do you got, Carolina? Um, kind of going on the same lines of the coach's daughter and the coach have an estranged relationship. I'm going to go with. Uh, the Virgin Game Plan by Lauren Blakely. Um, the hero, he's a 
baseball player. She actually is into sports. When they first meet, she's still in college um, and she's doing a podcast and he's the guest of it. Um, and they kind of try to meet up and get a little bit, but then life takes them separate ways and then they come back together um, and then they find out the new manager of the team is her father. Um, so that gives them that forbidden element. Um, they have just great chemistry and banter from the beginning. She loves sports and is super knowledgeable, um, but has a little PR savvy that he doesn't. So there's that there. Um, it was just, it was a fun read. Not not super angsty either. Like it was just a nice, light, fun steamy read <laughs> that's fair um i'm gonna go this is not really coach's daughter but it's overnight sensation by serena bowen she is the league commissioner's daughter in the brook it's in the brooklyn bruiser series so her father is the commissioner of the professional hockey league and this is his daughter um and a player and it's such a great book it's so funny she her hero is quirky she is quirky it just it's really a well done story um okay what do you got rachel so i have quite a few um i'm gonna go with quarterback sneak by candy steiner it's part of it was book three in the red zone rivals series um he's the quarterback and she is the coach's daughter it has it's college so it's got that new adult angst it's really really good the audio was fantastic and i i just love that couple so much um carolina what you got coach's child um i have bishop by sawyer bennett which is book one in the arizona vengeance series um they meet and have a great connection and then she happens to see him at the stadium the next day, or he happens to see her at the stadium next day. And that's when they realize um, their connection to hockey. And then her father jumps in and thus creates their fake relationship or fake engagement. Um, so it's just, it's super cute. It's, so cute. It is a lot of fun. It's a great, it really great sets read. that whole series up for yeah. what we expect from that book yeah mm -hmm. um okay so i've got it's not coach's daughter uh but gm's daughter so i have a secret for a secret by helena hunting he is uh she is the gm's daughter and going to work for her dad for in the uh for the team and um she has a one night stand with the milk drinking goalie <laughs> I love this book. Um, Kingston might be one of the few cinnamon roll heroes that I truly do adore. And that says a lot because I don't really typically like them. So um, is there any other book in Child's Coach that you would like to mention? Um, Wildcat by Rebecca Jenschak. Um, It's pro hockey. It's a lot of fun. Um, coach's daughter, professional hockey player. It's the first book in her Wildcat hockey series, and it is a lot of fun, not super angsty, and the perfect start to a series. Okay. You got anything, Carolina? 
Um, the other one I would say would be uh, Roman by Sawyer Bennett. It's in the uh, Cold Fury series, Carolina Cold Fury. Um, I, it's a different twist because the daughter is the daughter of the owner, but she's just like he's she's just now finding out herself and discovering it and sharing it with the owner. So there's that whole like, okay, we need you to do some testing and like all of this to make sure that's valid and then them rediscovering their relationship. And so of course, then she um, builds a relationship with like the bad boy of the team. So um, it's, it's just interesting dynamics along the way. It's a, a really different spin on the trope. Yeah. I do like that story. Um, okay. So you will be able to find all of our book recs that we provided you with in this episode on our website. So if you go to our on-the-shelf show notes at buzzingaboutromance.com, we will have a full list of all the books that we mentioned this evening So or on this episode so that you will be able to fill out your TBR appropriately and just read all the books. Um, okay, so it is that time for book of the week and hopefully Mike Burrier will someday get me an echo someday um someday. <laughs> I have dreams I have hopes um okay Rachel what was your book of the week this is hard okay we're skipping Rachel and coming back to her yeah come back to me Carolina what was your book of the week um, okay, so my book of the week is um, after reading The Virgin Game Plan by Lauren Blakely, there's mention of the heroines. One of her best friends is a hockey player um, who's gay and no, not hockey player, baseball player who's gay. And he, you see him like pining and getting dreamy over another baseball player. Um, and there's just little dripplings of like their relationship and I had to go get and start reading the book um well I've read book one and it's it's a trilogy um that spans over <laughs> five years so good <laughs> didn't it's realize good. that um but I'm re I'm listening to the audio because the audio is Jacob Morgan and Becky's favorite Sebastian York um Right? Is it that one? I'm like I don't know. He's confident. my favorite. Although um, I'm starting to fall in love with Stephen Dexter, who did Canon by Sawyer. Oh, he's so good. Um, he sounds like Optimus I love Prime. Dexter. No, it's Teddy in a Hamilton. Good way. Oh, it's Teddy Hamilton Teddy and Jacob Hamilton. Morgan, it, which is still fabulous, right? Fabulous. Um, so <laughs> I, she must like the pairing of those two because that's the one that I recommended in the episode. They do that one. Well, yeah. it, and I like it because, and I'm actually finding that for kind of male, male, I actually need the audio and I like it because their voices are different. And so you, you can really feel the difference on who, which character you're in. I haven't read a lot of male, male, and I want to read more. So this is kind of that great, like, like I'm learning about myself as a reader. There are times when I'm like, like actually reading the chapters where I was like, wait a second, who's talking again? Because it's like, I was getting just mixed up a little bit and it was easier over audio to remember mm -hmm. whose point of view I am currently in. 
Yeah, I kind of agree with you on that. It does help make for a better dynamic reading um, and keeping people straight because you associate, especially those two, their voices are very different. And so it helps you assign characteristics to one yeah. Yeah. than to the other. So I'm, I'm, um, so book one, I guess I should give you the book name is Scoring With Him, Warning. I did not realize this. It is a trilogy going into it. <laughs> which is so unusual for lauren she doesn't typically do that um so now i'm on book two because you know i've got to get the rest of their story because it's just it's been great so funny okay rachel do you have a book of the week now i do only you by samantha young it's the fifth and final book in the adair family series i have been waiting for this book um you learn about these two characters throughout the series it's a second chance romance there's romantic suspense it's small town scotland it's amazing i recommend the entire series you don't have to read it in order but as always i will recommend you read it in order Um, it is published wide but i know for me all of the books were available in my online library and i think the first three audiobooks were in hoopla okay um okay so my book of the week this is really hard because i'm in my dark era i'm reading all these mafia books and i found some really really great (laughs) authors um and there's a series that i'm desperate to get back to but i'm not going to talk about it because we do have an upcoming mafia trope talk so i'm not but just know i'm deep in my feels with this dark era right now you guys um but instead i will stick to one that's more in themed with this episode. So I read Bad Boys Downfall by Gina Aziz. This is the latest book in her Tennessee Thunderbolt series. Um, I have not read every book in this series. I like Gina's books. I really liked her Boston Hawk series. I struggled with one book one and book two in this series and kind of had given up. But you meet this hero in book two and I, and it's the daughter of the hero in book two. And, um, so I really was intrigued by their story and this book was so good. Um, so many emotions she dealt with uh, it, the care. It was the characters were great. There were no plot holes. Everything really worked. Um, it is a little lighter on the sports. We don't get a ton of sports, but the character and the relationship dynamic was just really well done. Um, and it was a little emotional for me. I did tear up a little bit at the end. So, um, I do recommend that. Okay, we are on to our Patreon update. So we would like to say happy anniversary to EE and Tierra. They are celebrating one year in the buzzing about romance community. And then Elizabeth, Melissa, Rachel, and Kelly are celebrating their second year anniversary of being part of the buzzing about romance community. Thank you for being a part of our chaos. Our community is so much better with these amazing members, and we have one of the best communities in romance, and we'd really like to have you come join us and be a member of our community. Um, We are so grateful for all of our Patreon supporters and would not be able to bring you the podcast without them. We currently have four open tiers, and they start with as low as $5 a month and include membership to Drunk Book Club and exclusive episodes like Should You Read It and Buzzing After Dark. And, you know, it's a cool place to be. We're pretty cool people, right? 
we are cool people. Um, so we haven't talked about reviews for the podcast in a while. So if you're listening right now, we would love to have you tell us what you think of this episode, whatever app you are currently listening into. If you go to the bottom and scroll, you should be able to leave us a review and a rating. And we are so grateful for those. They also help other podcast listeners discover, discover us. Um, and you can find a list of all upcoming dates, including book club, happy hour, plot a book, and whatever reading challenge we're currently hosting at bookcaseandcoffee.com slash events. Um, thank you guys for hanging out and giving us all the after sports recs. Thanks for having me. Was, this was a fun one. I enjoyed yeah, it was kind of fun. diving into this. Um, I yeah, believe, I did too. I believe both of you are back next time for the romance rumble. Oh yes. Watch out. It's going to get... <laughs> Where we are going to argue friends to lovers versus enemies to lovers. I'm here for that. And which trope (laughs) reigns supreme? Enemies to lovers. They both suck. (laughs) Which is why I'm your judge. You have to convince me to read them. Oh my gosh, Becky. (laughs) Anyway, until next time, everyone. Happy reading. Find us on Instagram at buzzingaboutromance or on Twitter at buzzingromance. If you like the podcast, please leave a review. If you'd like to support us directly, join the Bookcase and Coffee Patreon and receive exclusive content only available to Patreon members. Check out bookcaseandcoffee.com for our on-the-shelf show notes.